0: My name is Marie, and this is, likened unto me, my personal scripture journey. When Alma the Younger writes, Oh, that I were an angel and could have the wish of mine heart, that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God, with a voice to shake the earth and cry repentance unto every people, and continues on, and eventually says, But I do sin in my wish. I always assumed that Alma felt he was sinning in his wish in wanting to be an angel. But I think there are actually two parts to his what he calls his sin. One is that he wishes to be something he's not, an angel, and to have something he does not, and that's power. The other one that I've always missed is that he wants to use it, this power, to make it so that all men that hear him have to repent he says that in verse 2 he says "Yea, I would declare unto every soul as with the voice of thunder repentance and the plan of redemption that they should repent and come unto our God that there might not be more sorrow upon all the face of the earth so he wants to get rid of sorrow but then he says for I do sin in my wish For I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me. And then in verse 4 and 5, he continues with what else he ought not to have done. He should not be wishing to undo one of God's decrees just because it would make him feel better. Alma wants to take away the sin, make all men repent because of the sound of his voice, to take away the sorrow of the world. But God gave men agency. He gave them the right to choose good or evil, and he allotted consequences for those choices. Alma admits that he knows this is the plan. This is how life here works. Everyone has to choose for himself, either destruction or salvation. So likening this to me, don't I do what Alma did? I wish all the time to be something else or that my circumstances were different. I even sometimes wish that I could take away people's agency, especially the agency of my children. I wish sometimes that I could change their choices. And my reason for it isn't even as saintly as Alma's is. He wants to take away people's agency and make them repent so that sorrow in the world ends. I just wanna take away my kid's agency so that my own pain and inconvenience ends. So this path of wishing that things are different can take us in two completely opposite directions. And one of the paths is a dangerous one to start on. So wishing things are different naturally leads us to wondering why they aren't different, which isn't a bad thing in itself, but we gotta be careful what voice we start listening to. Because when we start wishing for things to be different and wondering why they aren't, the adversary is going to start to tell us things like, it's like that because God doesn't care, or it's because you will never be good enough, or it's because of this thing that you did that you can never forgive yourself for or be forgiven for. And he just keeps sending those lies. And when we start to believe in those things, It puts us into a cycle of looking and looking for and seeing even more things that we can be discontent with, more things that we can call unfair. But Alma gives a great example of how to stop this cycle before it even really starts. So once he recognizes he's wishing for something that is against Heavenly Father's will, because Heavenly Father is not going to take away people's agency, and When Alma realizes he is discontent with what he's been blessed with, he recognizes it and acknowledges it. And then he asks himself two questions. In verse 6, he says, Now seeing that I know these things, why should I desire more than to perform the work to which I've been called? Why should I desire that I were an angel, that I could speak unto all the ends of the earth? Then he admits in verse 8 that the Lord already has a plan in place and a promise that the whole world is going to eventually hear the gospel. And then in verse 9, Alma starts counting all the things that he's grateful for, all of the things that he already has. This is how we get out when we become discontent, when we want things to be different, when we're wishing things would change, this is the way to get out. First, I have to see what I'm doing. I have to realize that I'm wishing things are different, that I want them to be changed. And sometimes wanting something else can lead me to make changes that need to be made. And it's fine. That's a great thing. Wanting something different can motivate us to change. But if wanting something different leads me towards discontent and unhappiness, that's not the road that I want to be on. I need to get back to aligning my will with God's. I can even ask myself a few questions like Alma did. And then I can look for the things that I am grateful for. Our Heavenly Father's promised us that all things wherewith we have been afflicted shall work together for your good and to my name's glory. He's promised that he has a plan for each of us. And when we follow it, things are going to work out for our good. But I love that Alma doesn't just stop at that. That idea that God has a plan, I guess I'll just follow it. He then solidifies this belief and his relationship with a loving Heavenly Father by expressing and counting what he's grateful for, for the things he already has. He lists things like the success he's already seen, the work he's already been given, the fact that the work, the missionary work, helps him remember the mercy that he was shown. He also is grateful for the success that his brethren are having, the sons of Mosiah among the Lamanites and he recognizes all of these people that have already accepted the Lord and he chooses to focus on what is good rather than what he wishes was different. So it's gratitude. Gratitude is the way out. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened to me, my personal scripture journey.